This thing he's doing seriously, even though he was doing it for his father. And you can see the story of our Lord Jesus Christ. What did Lord Jesus say always? I'm doing that for my father, my father. He was talking about my father to show that when we say we are, we are working with the Lord, take him as your father. This job is my father's job. This ministry is my father's job, but I don't, it is my business, so to speak. And that brings me to quickly tell you about this next book that I have here. And I don't know why the Lord told me to stop at this point. This is one of these books that the Lord said put out there. This one is the new one, Fake Testimonies, and I brought about 20 for you guys that are over here. And you can, when you are going out, you pick some of them. These are more like testimony books. And the earlier ones, you have some few slides of those there. But see, when you take the work of the Lord as your job, and you are doing it for the Lord. As like Jesus said, the Lord took his business, his ministry, as his ministry, as his work, like a business. Because I look at the lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's doing the ministry. It's not like he's just employed, like somebody else employed to do this thing. No, it's, it's, it's a kingdom, and he came as the owner of this kingdom. And that caught my attention and he wanted everyone that is following him to take it like that too because he said my reward is with me he used the word reward over that but let's look at the story of joseph back let's go back to joseph in Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 you will see how joseph took responsibility again in the house of potiphar now he was sold as a slave you know the story but the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, if you go back and read the old story, the Bible said Joseph was conducting the business of that man with so much excellent spirit that the man said, wow, this slave, I will put you in charge. And the man put Joseph in charge. Joseph was serving, not the man, he was serving the Lord. That is how he wants us to, that's how they get that excellent spirit. They have made up their mind that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it for the Lord. You may be a housewife. Let me just digress. You, and somebody was asking me in this question in my head. I said, well, you know, you sell all these things. And does it look as if uh, I didn't do my part or I should be more of spiritual things? Suppose you're an housewife. Your first responsibility is to your to do take care of your wife, of your father, of your husband, and your children. Also, now you also have some responsibility. Maybe you are a prayer warrior. You do all of those things. You pray for people over the line. You intercede with people. That is called spiritual work. Also, now if in the course of doing that, 
your children are hungry, the little children, they are hungry, you have not cooked their food, but something is missing there. The physical responsibility is lacking. But you are on fire praying. And you just are witnessing everywhere, but you don't have time. You are taking too much time. That Do you think God is not noticing the lacks? God will notice the lacks. So our physical responsibility is just as important to the Lord as our spiritual responsibility. Take yourself as an employee. I use that example because not to talk of if you are an employee, you have to do this. You are a man, you are employed. And you are working, but you see, the job you are doing is physical to make money. But you think the spiritual one is more important to go evangelizing, to do this, to do that. You are doing all of those things, but you are late to work. Your company is complaining, and you are not doing the job right. But don't you think God is more concerned with the physical? That's your physical responsibility. The other one is spiritual. But see, God, that's why the Lord was telling the Pharisees, he said, I don't neglect this one. You have to do this one also. But don't neglect this one. So that is very important that we must remember that these things that God put us in any place, any job, any responsibility is our is our responsibility. If you do it right, that is what he was saying. If you are not faithful in that, which is somebody else, who will give you that which is yours. So you see an example of Joseph. He was working as a slave for Potiphar, but he was doing it conscientiously as he was serving the Lord, not man. And in the end, Potiphar promoted him. And when he was thrown into the jail, you know the story why he was thrown into the jail. Somebody framed him. And he got into a prison. Genesis chapter 39, verse 20 to 23. What did Joseph do again? He took charge of the prison. Wherever you find yourself, you are serving the Lord. That's what we are learning from these things. Wherever you find yourself, you are serving the Lord. And when you take your job like that, when you take anything you are doing like that, and you don't like the physical, and quickly continue to point out the physical responsibility, that is your job. Take for example, I'm just going to digress again because that's how flashback to me. A lot of people have been unemployed right now in this country, America, because of this economic situation. Millions have been laid off. Millions because of coronavirus. When I came to this country, let me just give this like a testimony. When I came to this country and I finished my master's degree and I got a job as a contractor or what a contractor through contract company, I got a job where I was to support what they call software. And I was a contractor, and this is a software place where everything, everybody, those who don't know it, they call it operating system. That is the heart of the computer. Every computer now still have the operating system. But all these things, they fail in the, in the customer's places, and they send them what they call problem tickets to this manufacturer. And the people that are working these problem tickets, they have backlog of 300 they couldn't fix. So they kept asking for more employees. That was when they hired me also as a contractor to join them. And for you to even understand this thing, you have to look through this video, which is like a training that they recorded. 
that you just look through it for one week and then maybe you'll be able to figure this thing out too. When I started participating, it was, Lord help me here. Lord help me. That's the next thing I'm going to point out. How do these people get excellent spirit? They know they are dealing with the Lord and they are praying concerning whatever you do. Pray concerning whatever you do. That is, let the Lord be part of it. That's what it is. Let the Lord be part of it. I remember a testimony during that same time that one of my brethren that just finished college too, and he came to the same company, and he had a problem. The problem that, gee, this is just, just overwhelming to him. And he came to me because we were in the same company, and he's, during lunchtime, he told me his problem, that he just, he was almost losing it. And I told him this secret, the secret I'm sharing with you today, and I've shared it with my children and all the people that have been listening to me over the years. The secret is pray concerning everything you are doing. When I will take this thing and look at it, I couldn't figure it out. There's a time I'll step aside to the restroom and talk to the Father. So, Lord, help me here. Lord, help me here. I worship you. Help me here. And I come back and then he just open my eyes. Ah, this is the problem here. To the point when I started with this complaint, and I said, give me the first problem. Let me see what I can figure out. Give me the first problem. And I was in three days, I was able to, this is the this is a problem they have not been able to solve for one year. Backlog means they have too many of them and the company was getting upset. The managers, directors are getting upset. That's why they keep getting more people. Because well, seven of us, we can't figure this thing out. And when I started closing them, closing them, closing them, they said, the, this is what I want to point to. The manager during that time was, Coming to a point that they started laying off people. They were laying off employees in that company because they have to do all this budgeting. And they were laying people off on my right, laying people off on my left, and they kept me. And in my mind, I was thinking I would be the first to be laid off. Why? Because immigrant. That was the fear. Oh, it's not like our color. That doesn't matter to many people that wanted to succeed in this country. The companies want to succeed. This one that is productive, they will keep him. No matter what color, green, yellow, black you are, or where you come from, they will keep you if you are productive. And let this one go, and let that one go. That was my testimony. And the Bible says it's promotion. Promotion comes from the mouth, from the Lord himself, not from the boss. So that is one thing, and that is what the man was saying. He said, if I can get two people like this guy, I will lay everybody off and keep the two. Why? Because he saw that this man is productive. But what I'm trying to say is, how did you get that? I finally told some of them, I said, I had help in the Lord. I went aside and prayed. When I told that brother to do the same thing, everything changed for him. He started succeed, successfully fixing all the problems he was also facing. That is the second example I say, excellent spirit here. Put God in part of whatever you are doing, whatever you do. Because you are dealing with the Lord, even if you are cooking, even if you are cooking, get God involved, praise the Lord. And he will tell you when you are forgetting salt. I've shared that many times. When I was a bachelor, I forget salt. That's the first thing many of the bachelors will forget. And he remind me, salt, pepper, tomato, what is missing? What is missing? It's salt. <gasps> so even what you are, even when you are cooking, God is in for anything that concerns you.
concerns him. Why? Because he's in you. Praise the Lord. The Lord is in you and in me. And that is why when you make him part of your life, you will be blessed. And then when you take this thing that he has given to you as your responsibility, that is your charge. He is going to watch to you that because he wants you to have time for him also. also. So he wants to, when you are involved, the Bible says something about what we do for the Lord. He said, we are co-laborers with the Lord. Even in this ministry, we think we are doing it for the Lord. We are not doing it for the Lord. We are doing it with him. When you go out to witness, when you are pastors, when you are evangelists, we are co-laborers. The Lord Jesus himself is the one doing the work. That is what I told people. I said, you think I wrote this? I didn't write this. The Lord said, put these things that I give to you together so that you can give to people. So they're very important that we are co-laborers. And then, then you do your own part because if he's telling you that you are, many of you have been working in the kitchen. If I want to cut meat and I cut, call this guy and say, help me hold the leg of this stocky while I'm cutting it. If he's not holding the leg properly, I won't be able to cut it. Not so. So the same way, when you are co-laborers with the Lord, you do your own part so that he can do the job he has to do. So if you're not holding it like he said, hold it so I can cut this thing, you are disturbing him. Maybe you want to get somebody else that can hold it properly. You all know, remember, you have a little baby that can't hold the meat, and mom, the mama say, hey, little girl, come and hold this meat for me while I cut it. And the girl couldn't hold it. You call a bigger boy or a bigger girl and say, oh, you hold it, you go sit down. So we are co-laborers with the Lord. So whatever you are going to school, do it as unto the Lord. The Lord is going to help you when you do your own part. Amen? Study. Because you are studying for the Lord. You want to make A. You want to make A or A plus for the Lord. Amen? So that is the excellent spirit we are saying because it's going to transpire, it's going to transform from here to the job market. What you do at home, what you do during your studies is going to transform far into your job market and you begin to see that they will be promoting you while letting the others go. Praise the Lord. And we can go on and on. You also see the story of that in the story of Nehemiah as I'm going to begin to wrap it up. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah was one of the people, one of the Israelites. During the time they were all in exile in Babylon and so on and so on. But about the time of Nehemiah, they were now going back to their countries. They are going back to their country. The king in those days, Silas, has said, let the Jews go back and build their cities. But some of them that were working for the king, they stayed, they are not just dropping everything and going to build their cities. But in this story of Nehemiah, he said he was the cupbearer for the king. Bring the wine, give it to the king. But something noticeable about this man was that he said in verse 1 and 2, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he said there was a time he heard this story. People have now been going back to Israel to go and repair the place. And he heard people that came back, they gave stories of trouble, many things not going on. The whole place was in shambles. And he was sad. He said he has never been sad in before in the front of the king. So that's what I wanted to point out. His attitude was, he was always jovial. Even though he was a cup bearer, like a servant for a king, which he just took it that he was serving the Lord and he was happy about it. 
Serve the Lord with gladness. Amen? When you are serving the Lord, and I told you whatever you are doing, you are serving the Lord. Is that not what I said? Then serve the Lord with gladness. Nehemiah gave that example that he has never been served before that king. That means he was serving the king as serving the Lord with gladness. That is the point I want to point out about Nehemiah. But the day he came sorrowful before the king, the king noticed it and said, something must be wrong, Nehemiah. What happened? That is what I'm trying to point out. And then he was able to ask for help and the king gave him the help that he wanted. But you see, because he was always serving the Lord with gladness, the day something changed, the king could recognize that. So if you are serving the Lord, serve the Lord with gladness. It's what the psalm said, told us. Make sure you are serving the Lord with gladness. As I wrap it up, let me give you some key things that I just mentioned. How to manifest excellent spirit. I said, pray about what you do. If you want to write it down, that's my number one point here. Psalm 37 verse 5, you can write it down. You don't need to go to it. Pray about what you do. Like I gave example that I was praying concerning my job that looked like it's a secular job. What secular job? I'm serving the Lord. There's no secular in anything about that. Pray about what you do that the Lord should help you because we are in this together, me and the Lord. When they fire me, they fired him. That's how I look at it. Lord, if they fire me in this job, they fired him. They better not fire me because I'm not performing. If they fire me because we so Julius, we just have no more money. In fact, when I was in a company there and they had no more money, I was still praying for the company not to go down. But I couldn't, they couldn't help them because they were borrowing money and things are not working, working well. But see, when they fire me, if they fire me because of non-performance, and I said, the Lord is helping me, then that means they fire both of us. Not so. so that's why I say, Lord, when I pray, I'm praying for the company that I'm working for to survive. So pray about everything. Number two is Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 that we read. Do whatever you are doing as unto the Lord. That is this excellent spirit we are talking about. Very soon, your master, your boss will notice it. Very soon, they will notice it. If you are, an, if you are, a, co, if you are a, a student, very soon it will be noticeable even in your results. It will be noticeable in your results. Why? Because when the Lord is helping you, because you are doing us unto the Lord, and if you, are, if you couldn't understand it, let me point out one. Let's say you are a student, and you have to take this class called physics, and it's so difficult, and you have a problem with it. Pray about it. Amen? Ask the Lord to help you. And you have seen many sisters. Our sister just gave a testimony about that, how she committed a thing to the Lord when she had an MCAT exam to do. Pray about everything because whatever concerns you concerns him that is living in you. Amen? Because wherever we go, we are carrying him with us. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He dwelleth in you. Now, verse number three is that no idleness, no laziness, because God can see if you are lazy. Go and read Proverbs chapter six, verse six. Solomon was saying, go to the hands, you sluggard. Consider their ways and be wise. He said, the ants, he said, they don't have masters. You can't even see who is the boss. They just march. We may not know. Maybe they have a boss because that's their world. Like over here, we all look like alike, but there's a pastor. But to us, 
those ants, they have no boss. They say they have neither boss and they still do their job and they get their storehouse filled up for, from summer waiting for winter. So no idleness. God can recognize if we are idle, if we are lazy, God can recognize it. Serve the Lord with gladness is number four that I just mentioned when I talk about Nehemiah. Another point that is the last point, be thoughtful about the things of God. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 12 gave us an example of special blessings. It's what I'm going to call that. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 2. Special blessings from the Lord. Because every other thing we say is look like, well, if you are all doing these things, God will be giving you this blessing. But you want some extra blessing. Look at what David King, King David did. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 2. Verse 2, not 12. Now, King David, after he has become successful, he said something. He said, the king called the prophet Nathan. He said, now see, I dwell in the house of Cedar. But the ark of God dwelt within curtains. He said that he started being mindful of things of God. I mean, when you take something out of your way and you say, well, this belongs, you want to do something about that. That is being thoughtful. And the response of God to that thoughtfulness, you may say, well, how did he get this idea? And he said, God put it in his heart. You have to remember. Most of these things come to the heart first. And then you respond to it, and God says, I will bless you. When God was going to bless David, he sent this same prophet Nathan back to him. Nathan just comes and said, Well, yeah, okay, you are a king. Just do whatever comes to your heart. Then overnight, God talked to Nathan. He said, Go tell my servant David, I see your heart, and I'm going to bless you. You're not going to build the temple, your seed after you build me a temple. But in blessing, I will bless you. That's a special blessing. When you, when, you take, when you take God like somebody you can see, somebody, you are thoughtful of him. Think about that. You can I'll not, not describe that in many ways. Let me give you my own testimony before I wrap it up. When I was in Africa, many people remember that everybody got a job, gets cars and so on, and the thought came to me. So that's why I say God puts thoughts in people's hearts. It's not originating from us. Now the thought came to me, I was about to get a car loan. That was the first month, and I was able to get a car loan. I said, oh, gee, I need to be a preacher. Because the Lord has made me to say, you're going to be a preacher. So I said, I want to buy a Jeep so that I can use it preaching about my daddy was not well placed with that. Because I bought a tarpaulin Jeep. All, the, all my colleagues that are college graduates have a sedan, you know, But I got this tarpaulin Jeep so that I have to drive from village to village preaching. I got a speaker on it. God noted that. I know he's put it in my heart. Not that uh, you must be. Somebody said, are you the only one that loves Jesus? Well, I don't know. He just put it in my heart. And I used that tarpaulin gym for a while and broke down. We were going from Ibarra to Bini on a three-piston uh, three vehicle. And it broke down and we have to almost drag it all the way back. And we fix it again with useful. But there was a time, this is what I'm talking about, special blessing. God can give you special blessing when you are thoughtful of him. Would that be like thoughtfulness? How come you buy something to do a ministry? Nobody will recognize that as a ministry. Everybody go to the village when they can. But I decided, okay, when I finally had to travel to 
America for my company or England. Some brethren came to me and said, that's your tarpaulin vehicle. Can we use it and also do the same thing, evangelism, while you are gone for almost six weeks? I said, yeah, okay. So I gave it, so I gave it to them and I went. When I, before I came back, they had an accident. And, and when I came back, they were afraid to tell me because that was my only car. And this, this, everybody has cars. Now I have this tarpaulin. And then they broke, it broke. And they said, gee, why are we going to tell Brother Julius when he came back? And it was the last week before I would come back that the accident occurred. And I came back, they was, said, we don't know how to tell you this, Brother Julius. Something happened and I said, well, is the car able to move? Yeah, it can move. But everything was bent. <laughs> So I said, let me look at the car. So I look at the car. Oh, well, no big deal. Let's go. Let me just, I just packed, I just took it and <sighs> the brother said, God bless you, brother. What I'm trying to point out, that night, after I came back and I took the car and I just straightened the, the metal, that old tarpaulin, I just straightened it myself. Said, no problem. This is as long as it's still working. And then that night, the Lord visited me in a vision. Like, brought me into a council of elders in that mission and the Lord started blessing this man that you did this for me that is what I'm talking about and I took that vision as a special blessing from the Lord that's what God is talking when he saw the story of, Sir, of King David that David you are mindful of me you wanted to build me a, ten, a temple instead of tent and he started bless, pronouncing blessing and he pronounced a blessing of eternity upon King David and I thought about that when I read that, I said, that was being taught for the Lord. I will do the same thing. So what am I teaching today? Excellent spirit. With men, they will notice it. With God, special blessings. Praise the Lord. So that's how I'm going to wrap it up. And the Lord said, think about it as you, especially not for people like us that are retired, especially young people that are stepping into your careers. Young people that are stepping into life, when you walk with the Lord, take the walk of the Lord, the responsibility that he has given to you, seriously that it is the Lord you are serving. Your schoolwork, you are doing it for the Lord. Your employment, actually people are getting employed for the first time, you are, doing, you are going to serve the Lord, and the Lord is the one that's going to help you. And when you take, I, I brought some of these books, like I said, I bought about 20 there. You can take them as you are going because I think you, you have one each of this particular new one. When you take it, remember you say you participate by just sending some donation to Gospel Distribution Ministry or giving a check to Gospel Distribution Ministry and the Lord will bless you. And for those who are online, these are all on the Amazon. If you Google on Gospel Distribution Ministry, you might see most of the other books and this new one for sale. And if I may add something to it, when we were back in the in the countries, we get traps from evangelists in America. We get stickers, Jesus loves you stickers, for so freely in Africa that we thought they must be they must be free. But when I came to this country and I went to the Christian Christian line, and I would call it bookstores, and I saw some of those stickers and I said, "Can I take some?" They said, "No, it's, you buy it." Then I got the message that these things we are getting freely in Africa, freely trucks 
Freely, they send it to us freely. Stickers, they send it to us freely. Some people are paying for it. Yeah. No wonder God has been blessing this country. Some people are paying for it. When I wanted to take it in the Bible, I said, oh, can I take some of this? They said, no, you buy it. So they were buying it and sending it to Africa for free. So when you take some books like this and you send it to your friends, you are participating. So from that time, I became, I joined the bandwagon of those evangelists and missionaries that are buying these things and sending it to countries. Because that's how I became part of them. And the Lord, I've never lacked. And it's, that's one thing I'm trying to share with you also. You will not lack when you do the same thing. God bless you. Can you take it over? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shouting out our feedback we give to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's worthy of our praise. Lift your hands and wave up to Him. It's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Your love has taken over me. Lord, I depend on you. I put my trust Your love has saved <laughs>